0: Listen, me and Danny go back like Fruit Loops and Apple Jacks,
1: man. What's wrong with you? I mean, you know, sometimes you gotta, you gotta make sure the stripes are deeper than the fur. Right, (laughs) apparently. Guys, I'm pretty sure you guys aren't just buying your shirts in a small, medium, and large anymore. You know your neck size, right?
0: Right, right. No, definitely. Uh, what well, well, that's the other thing too, and you bring a very important point, especially with um, young adults and you know even older individuals who never really knew you know their neck size or what size to buy and all that. So when people are saying, "Hey, you know, what's your neck size and what's your length," Of your arm, you should be able to say, "Hey, I'm a 17, 34, 35, or whatever the case is," so you, you have a better idea of what it is. But again, to answer your question, yeah, a lot of work um, via via the the nonprofit, and also, you know, I'm still I'm still in education too, right? So mm-hmm. still working with um, students, still trying to guide, still trying to. Um, put them in the right direction um, and, and provide that support that they need. Back in the day, really, you didn't hear that word "social" and "emotional," you know. So now, in in schools, you're hearing "social-emotional," and you're hearing "trauma." Uh, we didn't hear that, right? When when we were in school, if someone was acting up or whatever, oh, that's just that's just Larry. That's crazy Larry or whatever, right? But um, to find out, crazy Larry probably witnessed a double murder at his home and mm-hmm. uh, never was able to share that with people. And that's why he was always off his rocker or whatever the case is. So we definitely have to be uh, mindful nowadays of um, students uh, and young adults situation and um, what's going on and what's happening. So. Uh, that's that's what's up with me. I'm just always keeping my head on a swivel, um, seizing the opportunity how I can um, not only better myself because I'm still uh, growing and learning, and i still trying to think what I want to be when I grow up. You know, uh, mm. you know, along the way. So it's it's never um, a one stop shop over here. It's ever ever growing is gone are the days of the 1940s 50s and 60s where you're at a spot usually for like 25 years then you get a toaster right no. um right so so now it's more so you know you're working at different spots for three or four years and you keep moving three or four keep moving sometimes two years keep moving and or um, create your own business.
1: There's a difference yeah. between a job and your career. But w- my question th- or that I have now, so these are your current job. What do you think your career is? What would you say your career is to somebody?
0: Um, I- I'd say my career uh, would be education, right? Mm-hmm. And that's so broad. You can get into so many different things, right? Um, so when you hear education, it could be higher ed, Right. You can work in, you know, you can be working at a college or you can be working at the Department of Education mm-hmm. or, or you can obviously you can be a teacher. You can be a professor. Right. You can be adjun- can. Yeah, adjunct professor or, or what have you. Um, you can be an education uh, specialist or consultant uh, uh, working for the um uh, state when I say state, like state house um, on on ed- education reform. Uh, I mean the list just goes on and on and on and on as far as um, what you can actually do um, within that field. So it's broad enough where that um, you can capitalize on it. And again, too, yeah, if you want to be your own person, your own boss, uh, consultant, whatever. Well, then hey, you know you have to amass the amount of resources and networks where that you can say, hey, you know what, I may start out part-time and this is the kind of business that I want to do in education and and
2: see where it moves and and grows and and Mm -hmm. you take it from there. Mm
1: -hmm. So Claude, what is your career?
2: I'd say technologist, passionate about tech, no matter which way that I slice it and everything I've been doing is about how do you use technology in a way that serves the moment, right? So What I'm I'm spending most of my energy on right now is how can I leverage everything I've learned in tech um, to help small businesses in Oakland um, and beyond survive the pandemic and move their operations online, right? So a lot of them stores are open closed, right? And then mostly closed. It's uh, how do you get your inventory online? How do you use um, the tools that are available that they have no idea exists or how to use them, right? Because they've been so focused on Head down on building their businesses, mm-hmm. um, and how do you how do you kind of be a coach to them or a consultant to them and and help them kind of take their business to a to a, another level.
1: All right, so this brings to the question that I, I have this question down as the difficulties.
2: My daddy's podcast is called Hyphenation. It's the world's greatest podcast. Barack Obama proofed On Hyphenation, my daddy talks about all kinds of cool things. And sometimes I'm on the podcast too. Sometimes he has his friend Marcus on. Sometimes he stays up really late and he's tired the next day. That's worth it. But he loves his podcast and I love his podcast. So I really want you to listen to Hyphenation. So daddy doesn't get sad. He really doesn't get sad. So please, please, please try to join. But if you know. It. Perfect.
1: Thank
2: you. Can we hear it
1: now? So Claude, besides having to uh, go from high rise to back into the grass, what's the difficulty that you experienced that you were really not prepared to, or, or really was it, weren't planning to experience that?
2: So planned difficulties. So I'll say what unplanned what wasn't a plan? Right. So well, to, I,
1: to elaborate yeah. on the question, right. Uh-huh. You had these ideas of what you were going to do. Yep. You know what, uh, you know, what could go wrong. Yeah. But give me something that went completely left. Like you were supposed to walk down the street, but somehow you fell into a ditch. <laughs> you know, there were only 12 steps so, going down. And so the one direction. thing that went
2: completely, completely left. So, so I'll say this, right. So, uh, me starting and operating and um, um, kind of launching my business full-time mm-hmm. was not planned, if you asked me that, last year or on this time, right? Because mm-hmm. what happened was I was in the process of kind of looking for the next product management role, the next um, level and kind of medium tech company, right? Even up until uh, June of last year, I was still exploring roles at a uh, you know chief of staff at snap and chief of staff at uh, bcg ventures consulting right hey
1: i was going they, to invest in those places
2: oh yeah so yeah so i was still kind of like in that mindset and then i uh, went to boston last summer spent some time with the fam and um talked to a couple of mentors and they were like listen but i was going to do this business part-time they said there's only one way to do it and it's to go all in and dive all in right And I left Boston in August of last year. And I was like, I'm going to build this thing. right. So it's been an amazing adventure and self-discovery in terms of what went all the way left up until now, since August, I would say that the launch, the way it happened was something that wasn't planned. Right. I didn't plan to <laughs> that the yeah, the general manager of the venue black Blackwood venue wasn't gonna sh- was gonna be a no show and I was gonna be able to kind of pivot all the way around. But mm-hmm. um, the difficulties um, that are still navigating um, on, on a day to day is fundraising, right? Um, uh, difficulties around um, two things I'm focusing um, all the way on these days is uh, fundraising and customer new customer acquisition right? Making sure that the customers that you're trying to help, as you're trying to help them kind of balance, uh, when you talk about small and medium businesses, that they have some some level of capital, can kind of afford somewhat of your services, right? Because at the end of the day, you still got to eat. <laughs> eat.
1: And what about you, Mr. Philzemi, what went left for you?
0: Well, <laughs> I found there's a few things that have gone left for me. One, I would say is that uh, being in the, I'll start with the field that I'm in, right, mainly which is education. Um, what went left was the fact that not everybody thinks the same way that you do um, in terms of um, the outcome of how you want to work with and deal with the population that you serve, right? So when you when you have individuals that are above you and this is what I, I found out in later life is that as, as you move up and as you start making uh, some decisions that are in the better interest of those um, that, that you're working with and, and, and serving, and in my case it would be children and families mm-hmm. and and individuals may not see it the same way, um, then all of a sudden there's conflict, right? There's, there's situations that, that come about. So it's either uh, my way or the highway. And I've always um, felt as if um, there's no uh, compromising in that situation, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I know what I know and, and and what I believe in. And so therefore I will, you know, I will share my thoughts and, and beliefs. And um, unfortunately, sometimes uh, what, wind, what winds up happening is those that don't see it your way uh, make it a little more difficult for you mm-hmm. and, and now want to put, uh, put you in a situation or a predicament where that um, you're unable to at least try to uh, make it seem as if you're unable to continue or flourish um, based on um, their, you know, their ways or, or tactics.
1: Hey, sorry for the interruption, but this is your favorite producer, Mike. Just got to tell you, you know, all of this music that you've been listening to, it's by Kuma the Grizz. Go check out his music. It's on SoundCloud, Spotify, and Apple Music, and you can get it now. Go listen to it. We now return you to your favorite podcast in session. And it sounds like it's exactly like Claude said. The old money status and style of the East is very difficult to move around, especially when you get to the points where, you know, you've got two differing opinions. But in your world, in your business world, how do you work around people with different opinions like this?
0: Uh, what you what you like to do or what you would try and hope to find uh, that people that are like-minded as yourself. And so individuals that are not typically, typically not from the old money or uh, certain um, locked in feelings uh, about certain ways and or certain people and, and go into individuals and find individuals along the way as you continue on that are on board with you and believe Like, truly believe in uh, what you're doing and and your best intentions and your authenticity and your genuineness is really shining through and, and really trying to, you know, make a difference.
1: Okay, I get it. I get it. I, I At least I believe I get it. Uh, Danny, I see you're still with us. I have a question for you. Since you're at the early stages of getting into business, everything probably seems like it's all difficulty. But what really seems difficult to you about getting into all of this business? Um,
3: who are older than me? and why is that because of my age so unfortunately until I'm older I'm going to continue to have this issue but it's hard to get the ball rolling and engage with people who don't have enough belief in investing what I offer because of my short 22 years of life so far you know and much like Claude and Phil, so somebody had said being in Boston, it's it's networking is key in business. If you don't have network, then you kind of have to find a way to pivot, so to speak. It's very difficult because we're kind of indoors due to COVID. And even though things have opened up, it's still kind of secluded. So living in Boston is a small city and it's difficult to get the right client. There's those who have figured it out, which is a great amount. And then there's those that haven't, you know. They have different kinds of circumstances, where they come from different backgrounds with different setbacks, and they don't unfortunately have the mindset to be available to those opportunities or ideas. Mm-hmm. So there's such a big thing that comes into play when you're dealing with people from different walks of life, and kind of showing where you come from, trying to find the fine line between you and the person.
1: Okay, so on the thank I you, love Danny. Still hear me. Uh, so another question I have about difficulty is well I think I the, I worded it as what was something that was unrelated to your development path that you had to learn you're in education fills me and you had mm-hmm. to learn something that's unrelated to education can you give me something like that yeah unrelated
0: education would be one of the things oh, that...
1: oh, although wait for you 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 were in um uh you've gone through half of the things that they teach in college so i don't know <laughs> if there's anything that's not on your path
0: <laughs> well i mean if anything I don't think even in college they uh, you all can correct me if I'm wrong I don't think there is any classes in uh, networking and or uh, uh, compassion or empathy or uh, drive um, because I'm sure in there's some theorist classes is it in us is is it inborn or <laughs> is it something that you create you know what I mean I'm sure Uh, That's something that we can probably talk about for hours.
1: There's a couple of TED Talks if you really want to look it up.
0: Right, right. Yeah, that too. You know what I mean? So um, these kind of things, um, you know, getting mentors, finding mentors, um, just to kind of name a few things, uh, learning how to, um, you know, invest and, you know, learn the stocks and, uh, buying homes at an early age, you know, none of that stuff was something that I knew and, and or learned coming up. You know, you, you have other cultures, you know, where that you hear um, at 22, right? Well, I'm, I'm buying my first home. You know, you're like, what? I'm, I'm like, I'm, I'm about to go to Northeastern party. <laughs> you know what I mean? 22.
1: Like, I'm paying twenty dollars to get into this club and I'm right. and I got another twenty for the next two drinks.
0: Exactly. And you're exactly. buying a house? All right. 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 You know, I'm buying a house, I'm getting married. Yeah. You know, and I'm so uh, those kind of things, as far as you know, the whole real estate, and, and you can see, you know, I'm, I'm, I would imagine in the West Coast, definitely on the East Coast, all these buildings coming up, and I'm like, yo, how can I? How first, why can't I? Or how was I not a part of this whole real estate game, and why wasn't I put on? Or who should have put me on? Or, or if where? if
1: you haven't been looking into it, the real estate market is trash absolute Mm -hmm. trash right now. It gives me a fucking migraine that a house that was in Brockton for $123,000 is selling for $500,000 now. Excuse me. Brockton's better, but we're talking about Brockton. And it was $123,000 selling for $500,000. Nah. (laughs) Housing market is trash.
2: Probably straight cash, too. Uh,
1: Yes! (laughs) Absolutely. Uh... Um, (laughs) Uh, so you brought up something that I wanted to, uh, me you want to, you brought up something that I wanted to kind of, uh, get into goals. How, what do you tell people about goals? Sometimes the goals are lofty buying a house in Boston, hmm, lofty ass goal. Right. What do you tell people to, what do you tell someone who's getting started in business? How do they set those goals to achieve those goals and keep setting goals? I mean,
0: uh, I would say that, um, the best way, in my opinion, to really look at goals, uh, and this even applies to myself, and I need to keep my feet um, to the fire, is you know start out with short goals, right? Short term goals, and and you and you having them written out, right? You actually write it out. You look at it. Here's my short term goal. You know, be it that it's profession, if it's in education, whatever it is. You know, if you're in high school and you're like, um, not for nothing, they want to go to college. Okay. All right, you're, you're 16 years old. All right, two years, you're graduating. So where do you want to go? Based on where you want to go, what's the GPA and, and the scores in order to get in? If, if your grades are trash now between freshman and sophomore, you better get your grades up in order to possibly even get into that school, possibly. Mm-hmm. You know, so that, that would be your goal. Um, and the same thing when you get into college and you figure out you know I want to get out when you get out what do you want to do you want to go get your master's you know or what have you if that's the case then you probably want to start looking your your junior year of where you want to go um test that you need to take and all that kind of stuff so all of this in increments right mm-hmm. and then at that point you know the long-term goal may be Um, potentially you know um, have you know having that house and you know being in a nice location with a with a solid profession and you know what that means and what that looks like and and you go from there Um, everything is in increments and you you know I kind of always look at life in five years every five years where am I right yeah I'm done at 22 where am I at at 27 and then uh, where am I at at 32 and so on and so on. So you want to have a, some type of uh, trajectory within your life. You don't want to be doing the same things you were doing at 22 and now at 32. You, you know what I mean? You, you want to see some growth, some maturity, some development, um, some skills built along the way so that, again, too, when you have some younger individuals, um, you're able to teach them or tell them, you know, your plight and what that meant and what that looked like for you.
1: And uh, Claude, what about you and making, setting, and achieving goals? Yeah, I
2: always say, I was, uh, um, I don't know where I got it from, but uh, I've always lived by this idea of invest in yourself, invest more in you than on you, right? So don't set goals that are about chasing material and physical things, right? So set, I always set goals um, in terms of uh, where do I want to be from a mindset perspective? Where do I want to be emotionally, right? Um, And kind of uh, uh, what is it and visualize kind of what it would look like and then kind of reverse engineer it kind of how Phil's uh, mentioned it, right? So five years ago, I wrote a, started B school and a a couple of years before was when I had to do that reflection. Um, midway through my career, and I was like, uh, "What do I want the next five years to be like? What do I want to do?" And I sat down and I wrote down my um, college essays, and it was a lot of long nights, a lot of revisions, a lot of a lot of tears. Because in writing that essay, I had to reflect on my journey. Right, I lost my mom and 11 years ago during the Haiti earthquake, so I had to relive those moments and decide where do I want to be. Right, So um, there's power in writing down your goals, but the most beautiful thing is um, honoring where you are today, honoring the journey that got you to where you are, and then kind of visualize where you want to be. So five years ago, I I wrote down that I wanted to be at the intersection of digital transformation and security. I didn't know that I was going to start my own company. I didn't know what that was going to look like. I didn't know what the job was going to look like. But looking back, it's pretty much... um, what i wrote down um maybe six years ago um to get into uh b school but uh i'll say uh, you know one other thing is uh i always knew i wanted to be an entrepreneur and i always knew i was going to be an entrepreneur i didn't know when but uh because i've always looked at my father as my role model and uh, always kind of wanted to to be more like him um so few months ago, I was talking to him and said, yeah, I started my, uh, he told me at what age he started his uh, company. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. I, uh, you know, I'm just about that same age now and uh, um, I'm just one year younger. And I was like, I guess I kind of beat you to it. But um, <laughs> so what I have to say is that you got to read, you got to, you got to reevaluate every two to three years, reevaluate where you are, visualize where you want to go. A lot of times, yeah, you know, we don't know. There's a lot of n- unknowns. Um, I look at life as this endless game of, um, as this endless puzzle. Just when you think you've completed one part of the puzzle, someone comes in and gives you 200, 500, 1,000 pieces and you got to figure out and connect the dots. Um, So it's very, very important to find good mentors Mm -hmm. um, that are older than you, um, but also those that are younger than you because it always reminds you of uh, how much you've accomplished, um, because a lot of times, you know, the mind is a beautiful but also very scary place, and we forget how much we've accomplished um, because we're so locked in in our in our bubble. So, so,
1: so people should look into mentoring and being mentored. Absolutely. Okay, that's th- thank thank you both for that. If you want to know what I think about it, i I was given I was told to always look into goals. In a smart way, smart meaning specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, and time bound. So specific goals, you know, you say, I'm going to do this. Measurable, meaning that there's a there's steps to it. Achievable meaning I'm not going to say I'm going to go and buy a Maserati. I mean it is achievable, but you want something that's within your within your realm and relevant to you and time bound when are you going to do it by? I think it's better now to tell me this as an adult, because of course, everything has due dates that I have to hit. But finding things that are specific and relevant to me have been the hardest things to make in goals. How do you guys build your goals?
2: I take the time away from it. I try to, because I think time puts a certain level of pressure on yourself. And I think there are things you can control, but there are things you can't control. Right? I think giving yourself grace to appreciate the journey, right? Making the commitment to, to be productive and continuous to work towards that goal um, and, or that next um, milestone, right? Is the better way to do it versus trying to predict the time, right? So almost like someone says, hey, I wanna get married in five years. Yeah. Right? You're going to put so much pressure on that time bound that it's going to, I think the pressure that it puts on you, uh, the emotional toll is not worth what you could accomplish if you set that as the goal mm-hmm. and let divine timing um, operate from that perspective. Okay.
1: How about you, me I, I think that uh, one thing
0: that I was saying uh, reigns to be true in terms of uh, putting putting that pressure on certain, on certain things, right? Because you know yourself best, right? And and by you knowing yourself, um, certain goals, you know, can and, and or may not be able to be accomplished. And and if it's on someone else's time um, and not more so your time, that makes it a little more difficult because you may not be at that same crossroad as that individual. So. Um, And that can be for another um, topic, uh, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know
1: know what I mean? We'll we'll talk Um, about where we're meeting people in another one.
0: Right, right, right. No, definitely, definitely. But also um, with the whole um, timeline piece, I think it's important to have people uh, on your side too. It's important to have individuals that are on board with what you're trying to do and possibly have done it already to kind of lay out that blueprint for you and not you just kind of go on willy nilly and just on, you know, survival mode, try, you know, trying to, you know, trying to see what's up and trying to figure it out, but at least, you know, getting there through other people, you know, pulling you up and, and showing you the course. So again, too, you're able to build that bridge for another individual.
1: All right. Well, let's get into some closing insights. Mm -hmm. I want to know what you guys have learned to shape things going in the future from COVID. What have you, what has shaped your future path, you know, in the next two years or since COVID, you know, because you had to change everything up.
0: Right, right. Um, And I think, like you said, you have to, um, I've learned through this experience and through this time how to move and shake differently, right? And believe it or not- yeah, listen. Uh, that's that's what it is, and there's some individuals where you literally, you know, would just say, have cut off, <laughs> mm-hmm. it, it, you know, and that sometimes is necessary, right? In order for you to uh, revamp, uh, reinvest, rebrand yourself, um, sometimes you have to cut some losses and and move. Uh, in a different uh, a different way, which I found that to be um, very, very helpful. Moving forward, there are some things uh, related and relative, of course, to um, the whole corona. And there are some things that um, were uh, embedded that I, I felt as well was necessary, you know, to share in order to uh, continue even my own flight, uh, in, in in my world of um, trying to make it a better place, um, and not only for me, but for my family as well. So if you can bear with me for mm-hmm. a, a couple of uh, minutes. So um, I've learned, if anything, that you're never too old, right, to learn something uh, and be um, coached. Right, mm-hmm. so you can be um, even like with some places I go. I may be nowadays the the oldest person in terms of in education. I may be the oldest person, and you know you can have a thirty year old principal, you know, um, telling me X, Y, and Z, and and I have to be open to have that, you know, that humbleness, and as well as you know that experience too, you know, to say, listen, don't get it twisted, you know, um, I do. Um, know some information that, you know, we're both able to learn uh, from one another. Along with that, um, as I mentioned, being coachable and collaborative, right? Being collaborative, you know, goes a long way. One saying um, that I learned from an individual was that the fortune is in the follow through. The fortune is in the follow through. And um, in short, obviously, um, you'll find that a lot of uh, individuals May want to get to the next step, or want to, you know, they, as you mentioned, uh, Mike, someone's in the in the uh, Maserati, and they're like, "Yeah, I want to get it, but what do you need to do to get it?" And if I'm like, "Hey, listen, I'll put you on. All you need to do is call me at eight o'clock. We'll take it from there. Eight p.m. Monday. Don't get the call on Monday,
1: right?" You gotta follow through.
0: Fortune is in the follow through. Along with that. Of course, um, within your goals, never settle, right? Never settle. And what I've learned within the past year and a half too is, be comfortable being uncomfortable.
1: Yep. Right. Yep.
0: Yeah. Be comfortable being uncomfortable because now you're going to be in a lot of uncomfortable situations
1: mm-hmm. where
0: you, either you're you're fighting to sell a product, you're fighting to you know either be employed. Um, so you have to be in uncomfortable situations uh, many of times in order to get to where you need to get to. Um, also, be authentic and genuine in your endeavors, right? So it'll eventually shine with what you want to do. Be relentless in pursuing your goals mm. as this world owes you nothing, right? So when it's all said and done, if, you know, you didn't accomplish your goals or um, you didn't get to where you needed to get to, you can't say, ah, oh, uh, the man. And, you know, it's just all of that, that that that's, you know, holding me back or what have you. When it's all said and done, when the dust is settled and, and the smoke is cleared, no one really gives a, you know, a this and that about you. You know, the world will go on. Yes, it will. Re- re- remember that the world will go on without you. You know what I'm saying? It has been going on. It's when pe- Elvis died, uh, Bruce Lee's gone. Malcolm X, you know. It nearly I mean,
1: stopped when Chadwick Boseman died.
0: Oh, right, Black Panther. Yeah, it almost it almost stopped, but you know almost what? Almost stopped. Yeah, but but we're still going on, right? There was a um, ripple
1: after Kobe's death, and we were like, "Nah, we can't do any more of this."
0: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Along with that too, um, and I mentioned right, be authentic and genuine in your endeavors now never compromise your name or integrity Mm. right so that's very important your name um especially i know in our culture goes a long way they'd be like what oh little mike oh he stole that beer in the store oh (laughs) so-and-so's father uh so-and-so's son oh no 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 and uh and there's there's everyone there's a big line outside your house waiting to beat you you know what mm-hmm. I mean? So um, with that but said, too. We were raised
1: by a village, and that's a violent one.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Also, have at least, you know, at the minimum, um, perhaps five mentors, right? Have at least five mentors. And those mentors um, can be, and I know they used to have, I might be dating myself. They had the commercial, like the phone. They had the the, uh, the fave, fave five, who's your five in your phone, Right. So mm-hmm. it could be one on a professional end, one mentor on a professional end, another mentor on just on the social end. How you doing? How you living? You know, you got another mentor in terms of a soundboard. Hey, here's my thoughts. This is what I'm thinking. What do you think? You know, then you have another mentor that maybe be uh, that deals with, as I mentioned before, you know, real estate or something of that nature to advance, you know, yourself in, in your career. And then uh, one more mentor. It could be a spiritual health um, and wellness person, right? Um, just to get your you know your mind right. And so you always want to think, you know, when it all comes down, um, you have a rolodex of individuals. Boom, you can go in and, and get that person. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm I'm coming close to the end, right? Make sure um, you are you are value added to whatever you do, right? wherever company you are in or whatever company you own, you are the value added. And, and um, that's what it should be. Now, also, you, we have to recognize, especially if we don't have our own businesses, that we are replaceable, but there will be another person that can fill in our seat and fill that position. But that next person may not be as good as you, or that person may be better than you. You don't know. But the point of it is, right, right? Um, you will never be un- you will never be forgotten, especially based on the work that you've done. And the last two things I want to share is as hard as you're working, there is someone else working harder than you, right? So for that next spot or the next goal you want to uh, achieve, you may have someone in Japan, somewhere in Germany work- working, you think you're working 12 hours on this project. he's working or she's working 18 hours. You know, in that project. And what I used to try to tell um, students, and even now, oh, you want to go to Boston College? Okay. Senior, um, in high school. Guess what? And there's only one spot to get into Boston College? You got people in Cambodia, Haiti, Jamaica, all trying to get your spot. What are you doing? What makes you different? And how are you going to get in?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: All right. Last, um, and that actually, that was it. That's all that I got. You know, I had to actually share and think of um, some things that I try to, you know, go by live by and impart and and share with individuals uh, along my journey.
1: Uh, I know we haven't wrung you out from all the all of the mental juice in there and uh,
2: (laughs) (laughs) we didn't get everything. We didn't get
1: everything and I know Uh, we're holding out for another meeting. Claude, what have you learned?
2: I mean, I think uh, Phil's, you know, Professor Phil's just hit it, uh, hit uh, pretty much most of it, but I'll share, I'll share a little bit and I'll share the mission of, of, of the brand that I'm mm-hmm. building. And it's uh, expand and share the perspectives of Black culture mm-hmm. through storytelling. I think we all have a beautiful and unique story. We are creating the story every day. Um, perspective is a beautiful thing. Mm -hmm. And all you can do is expand your perspective, right? And it's through exposure and experiencing different things. Um, But you can't force your perspective on someone else, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, um, and through telling your story and through each of us telling our stories, we are expanding and sharing those perspectives. Exploration. Uh, so it's through storytelling, exploration, and healing. So exploration of both the self and places. I think there's a lot of power and exploring who you are, why we do the things that we do, our culture, why we behave the way that we behave and raising our level of self awareness. Mm. Um, and by doing that, there's a, uh, you know, once we really get to that point um, there's also more power and, setting real and clear boundaries, especially in this season where, you know, people feel like, you know, a lot of people are working from home. So people feel like they can be all up in your house and tell you what to do. Like, well, you're not going anywhere. So you got to do this, right? So having clear boundaries for yourself on what you'll accept and what you want, and then sharing those boundaries with everybody that you love, Um, So that they don't violate those boundaries is is super important, especially like um, um, the new saying is uh, vulnerability is the new currency. Um, And I, you know, I I lead with my vulnerability most of the time um, because it allows me to connect with people at a real way in a real way. And that's kind of like the genuine piece that um, um, Fizz was talking about, Mm -hmm. because nobody's perfect. Perfection is not the goal. Um, it doesn't exist. We all make mistakes. Um, what we can do is be okay with failing fast and learning from those mistakes fast, so we can become better. Right. And last, I'll say two, two other things. Um, trust your dopeness. Um, the world that we live in, a lot of times, they will make you feel like they'll make you feel small. But trust your dopeness and trust the process, because there's a the beauty. It's you know, it's a journey, and it's uh, one one step ahead of uh, the next is the way to, the way to do it I like it
1: trust your dopeness if you have not put that on a t-shirt and started slinging that through the LBC <laughs> I don't know what you're doing I mean that is I mean all I, I told you I want one percent right <laughs>
2: It's it's up. I'm taking notes. I'm taking notes, oh. man. I might have to bring you on.
1: Listen, you know T-shirt to people. To see, you ha- you can just sit there and like trust your dopeness. I don't care hey. how many ways you can draw that, put it on a T-shirt, sell it on every block. That part. So I want to thank you, gentlemen, for your time. Danny, I know we were having some technical issues, and I hope you were at least able to listen. I'm following your journey, and I hope to at least be somebody you can have as a sounding board, Claude. Mr. Filzamy, you guys know I'm out here for you guys. I support you both. I love you all. And to close out, thank you everyone for joining for another episode of The Soapbox. We had Claude Pelant, Francois Filzamy, and Daniel Alfonso, all people in different steps of the business. What is the business and how it drives them and everything that's about it? This story could go on for hours, but we're going to cut here. Maybe we'll come back with one or two of them. But this is also the beginning of the Francois fils I don't know what we're going to call it, but it's a series. He's going to be on here for a couple other rounds.
0: That's right. Prepared.
1: If I ever put a picture up of this milk dud right now, I can't even tell you. It's amazing. I'm I'm so excited that I got you on. And Claude, I know I told you, you can call me terrible things because I was supposed (laughs) to call you a long time ago. It never got this to happen. Danny, please be along with us for this journey. You're going to have a long bumpy ride and it's gonna be amazing. I don't expect it to be smooth, but I expect the end result to be amazing. And just like Claude is still out there doing his thing. Philzamy is out there doing his thing. And uh, you have new connections now, if nothing else.